You are listening to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. To learn more about CRCC, including worship times, visit us at crcconline.com. Well, we started a new series last week called Demonstrate. We are on the brink of probably the day that has the greatest demonstration all throughout the year. And we call it Valentine's. And all these people are going to do everything they can to demonstrate their love for their significant other. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that's going to be done. I want to help some of you guys out. The amount of the demonstration does not qualify the quality of the demonstration. Some people think that I've got to go and spend way too much on flowers. They're going to die in about two weeks. Or the dinner bill's got to be a little bit larger than normal. And we can't just go to Dose Bros. we got to go to Ruth Chris. Because we're trying to explain to the person that we're with somehow that the way that we're demonstrating on Valentine's Day is how much we love them. And that's what we're going to be diving into here in just a minute. We talked last week, and we used Romans chapter 5, verse 8, talking about this aspect of demonstrate, and we asked one simple question, because we knew this. Your life is always, always demonstrating something. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that puts it very simply, that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So with that in mind, I want to look at just one verse again today. And we're going to get there in just a minute. But I want us to to really think about, with it being Valentine's Week, what is this demonstration about? How do we try to qualify or quantitate people? Because, I mean, listen, I've been married 22 years, and, and there's a lot of stress this week. Yeah, I mean, how in the world do you try to explain to somebody that you've been married to for 22 years, that's the mother of five, that has totally hit the pause button on their own life to be a part of your life and your kid's life and do that extremely well. Like, what, re- you know, like, what do you got, you know, what is that? You know, is that like, okay, that, that's worthy of a steak and a lobster tail? I don't know. But isn't that the struggle? You're, you're, you're trying to figure out what is it I'm going to do. And so I thought, you know what, one of the ways that I can help all of us out, but But for you men in the room, I'm here for you this week to help you out. And I thought, you know what, the best way for us to to understand what's coming up and with demonstration is to look at this great theologian from the 80s. They had a, a, a large hair, and they were known as this band called Foreigner. Now, some of you younger ones Google that. You're going to see a lot of amazing, amazing songs like Jukebox Hero and Hot Blood It. Not that I ever listen to that. I only listen to Christian music all the time while I pray. But if you're a kid of the 80s and you went to junior high before they had a middle school, you were a junior high, and you would go to the skating rink, and there was always that moment where they'd be like, uh, this will be a couple skate, couple skate only. And normally this group was playing and their most famous song was one particular song and the title of it was I want to know what love is 
How many of you remember that song, Raise Your Hand? If you raised your hand, congratulations, you are old. Can I read it? I, I feel like I, I've been reading this, and every time I was preparing and I was reading this song, I literally was like, this is like a Saturday Night Live skit. Because I'm not going to sing this, but I do want to read because, because today's message, that's literally what I entitled it. I want to know what love is. And listen to the words as I read this. It says, I got to take a little time, a little time to think things over. Now, all you older ones like me, you're sitting there going, hmm, you got your little, you're like, oh, yeah. Some of you, Mariah Carey redid this, and she had a little snap in there, so you know what I'm talking about. I better read between the lines. In case I need it, talking about it, when I'm older. Now this mountain I must climb feels like the world's upon my shoulders. Through the clouds I see love shine. It keeps me warm as life grows colder. And then it gets to the chorus. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Can't stop now, I've traveled so far to change this lonely life. Everybody ready to sing? I want to know what love is. Now listen to these words. And I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. And I know you can show me. Now it's been funny to be on, on my side. Because for the couples that are older, while I was singing that, you were kind of snuggling into your significant other a little bit more and be like, yeah, this is one of our songs. But the whole, prom, pr the whole premise is this. There is a large group of people that you see every day that have never heard of this song, but that is the battle cry of their day. They simply want to know what love is. And through life, there's been heartache and pain, and they don't know if they can take it again. They're saying, you know what, I just want to know what love is. And they're waiting for somebody to show them. And as we are in this series called Demonstrate, we're going to talk about a lot today. But I want you to ask a very simple question. How well are you answering that question? I've added something a little bit different to this message. I had the privilege to hear probably one of the most dynamic messages for students that I've ever heard. And I asked Sam our student pastor, if I could borrow something that he did on Wednesday night. I don't mind telling you, if you have a student in the room and they've not been at Inman Street from 7 o'clock when they get started with some coffee and stuff, but they actually crank up around 7.30 and go to 8.30, then I want you to know that you're truly missing out. This past Wednesday, I sat there as a grown man trying to be like not crying in front of people, you know, be like, man, the air conditioning blowing on with something in my eye, you know. I mean, it was phenomenal. And I want to show you a, a clip because he's in a series. He always ties his series with the students and guiding and leading them in God's Word. 
with something that has to do with, with the series that we're in. And we're in a series called Demonstrate. And he is in a series called Intimacy. Talking about it's not your activities that define your relationship with God. It's the intimacy. And he talked about the Super Bowl. And he's talking about how this aspect of defining love. And he had no idea what I was going to be talking about today. We don't share our notes. But I asked him and staff literally on Thursday. I said, Sam, with your permission, I would love to use a part of what you did Wednesday night because it is phenomenal. And he very quickly said, no. But if you take me to lunch, I'll let you. So this cost me lunch. No, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. But I want you to watch it. It came from a Super Bowl commercial. And one commercial that I didn't really even think about, but that he used, and I think it really fits what we're doing. So will you do me a favor and, and watch this commercial right here? Hey, Google, show me photos of me and Loretta. <laughs> Remember, Loretta hated my mustache. <laughs> Remember, Loretta loved going to Alaska and scallops. Show me photos from our anniversary. Remember, she always snorted when she laughed. Play our favorite movie. Remember, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Think about Sam's words from Wednesday. And it's emotional. Because what it's talking about is, is a man getting older. And he's using technology to help him to remember the things that mattered. And he wasn't saying things like, remember my anniversary day. Remember my wedding day. Show me pictures from the wedding. Show me the pictures from our first house. Show me the birth of our first child. No, he was asking to remember all the little things. And Pastor Sam made this comment Wednesday. And I've not gotten over it. And I'm going to read it from his notes. He said, the big moments in your life. The big moments, the, the wedding day, the buying the house, the first kiss, the big moments of your life are demonstrations of love. But the little moments are the things that cause you to fall in love. The big moments, the huge moments in life are demonstrations of your love. 
But if you were to truly think, it's the little moments that caused you to fall in love. You know, in this commercial, the little moments that he talked about was Loretta used to hum show tunes. Loretta's favorite flowers were tulips. Loretta had the most beautiful handwriting. Loretta used to say, tickled pink. Loretta always said, don't miss me too much and get out of the house. See, I think as we talk about, I want to know what love is. And we're in this concept of demonstration. And we think about how God demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We immediately go to this, this ginormous concept that we think that demonstration is some major, major movement. Like the video that we saw to launch this series are major moments that we remember. We talked about that, whether it be for this generation, what happened a couple of Sundays ago with the death of Kobe. For the generation before them, the Twin Towers falling. Generation before them, the space shuttle blowing up. Generation before them, John Lennon or Elvis or Martin Luther King or JFK being shot. Or maybe the moon and a man, Neil Armstrong, stepping up. Like you remember those major moments. But those major moments are really a reflection of a bunch of smaller moments that led to something large. And I think if we're not careful, we are so hard on ourselves trying to taste, trying to chase the big moments that we don't notice the little steps, moments that get us there. There's no greater way than I can explain that. Men, listen to me. I'm trying to help you. You did not get to Valentine's Day on Friday on big moments. You are sitting there with somebody because of a bunch of amazing little moments. If you want to show or demonstrate love, take time to reflect on the little moments. And it's with that that I was thinking, you know, that's a powerful concept. And just to put a cap on it, if you have a student, they can get something that amazing and that profound every Wednesday, not even a half a mile from here with Pastor Sam. So this Wednesday, get them there. But getting back into this, listen to me. I want to know what love is. And not only that, people want to know what love is. And they want to understand that it's not these great big moments. Like I know people that are single and they're like, I just can't wait for that day that I get married. But they don't understand why they're not getting married. And they're so caught up in trying to get to the wedding day that they don't realize they're missing a bunch of amazing people. That it just may be one of them. It's the little moments. For me, it was a little moment where I walked into a church. Actually, I was in the church. And I was speaking, and I had a rule in my life that I would never date anybody that I met from where I was speaking or was a youth pastor because I just, that could get sideways in a hurry. And I'm in this church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and in walks this young lady in a black 
sundress. And I went, wow. And I had no idea that little moments that weekend and little moments over the next year would lead to a big moment. I actually had the opportunity where I was speaking, I was staying at her family's house. And so I was staying and talking with her parents every night. I always say this because it's funny. I was actually sleeping in her bed every night. <laughs> Not too many pastors would be able to tell you that, huh? First time I met my wife, I slept in her bed. Obviously, she wasn't there. Just make sure we know that. But you know, it's those little moments. And it made me ask the question, if I'm going to chase a, an 80s tune from Foreigner talking about, I want to know what love is, then, then how did God love? You know, if we're going to talk about love this week, and we're going to talk about demonstrating love, and we know it's the little moments, then how did God love? And I went to the obvious answer. The most quoted scripture. The most memorized scripture. The one that everybody in this room could just about quote. John 3.16. If we want to know what love is, then let's look at it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. See, the, the cool thing, and, and you've heard this scripture so many times. I will be honest with you. This is one of these scriptures that as a pastor, you're terrified to preach on. Because it's just like, like you go to football games, and there's the guy that's between the goalposts, John 3, 16. You go to the soccer games, and there's somebody, John 3, everywhere you go, John 3, 16. And it's like it's almost become so innate a part of us and in our American culture that we stop realizing what it means. So I want to give you a couple of things, and then we're going to go to the next verse. But in this particular verse, a couple of things you need to know about God and what it means to love. The first thing you need to understand is the very beginning. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. Can I read you what I wrote down so I don't mess it up? If you are only receiving in your relationships, if you are only receiving in your relationships, then you are not in love. You are only being loved. If you are only receiving in your relationships, then you are not in love. You are only being loved. Because we can understand that, that God so loved that a part of that love is it always results in you wanting to give something. God said, you know what, man, I love that world. I love those people. Like, I, I want to make sure you hear that. There's a lot of people that'll get up and say, oh, we're so bad, we're so wicked, we're so terrible, we just blah, blah, blah. God does not look at you like that. God says, whoo, man, 
Look at that one in the black sundress. I want to give something to them. You have caught his eye. And he says, I want to give them something. Not only does he want to give you something, but he says, I'm going to give them me. I'm going to take the form of a baby, be this trinity. Now, listen, I don't have time to try to explain the trinity. Some people say, well, it's like a candle, the wax and the wick and the flame. Some people say, well, it's like an egg, the hard shell, the yolk, and then the white part. To me, you know what it's like? It's like the trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And they're three distinct parts, but yet they're all the same thing. You say, Mickey, I don't understand that. I don't either, but I don't have to understand it for it to be true. And God says, even though I am fully God, Yahweh, creator of this world, I'm also going to take the form of my son, who though he's apart from me, I'm also with him. He's fully God, yet fully man. And then think about the way that he changed this world. Like we immediately go to the cross, don't we? But that was the big demonstration. You know what made the cross so amazing? 33 years of little things. It was the little things that he did where he, he took some disciples and he mentored them. He healed some sick. He healed the blind. He lived a life that was worthy of an atonement for our sins. He said, you know what, I'm going to push away from the bad, sinful life, and I'm going to live a perfect life. It was the little moments in the desert where he's being tempted, and he starts quoting Scripture. It was the little moments that led to the big demonstration. And when we think about it, the cross is what definitely saves us. But if you and I were to be honest, where we entered a relationship with Jesus, or for some of you in the room who have not yet accepted Christ, what will lead you to accepting him is not the big moment of the cross. It's the little moment of him loving you, and you knew it. It was the everyday, ordinary days when you felt like all hell was coming against you, but you knew that there was a God that was pursuing you. And if we were to be honest, a lot of times that looked like other people in the room, just like you, that had been there and done it and you knew it'd be okay. That came up and said, how are you doing? And it wasn't one of these, how are you doing? Well, and they keep walking. Good to see you. It was the people that stopped. And they actually showed you what love is. They valued you. They put a priority on you. They stopped their life and said, you know what? You are worth me stopping my life for so that I can make sure that you understand that you are known and needed. See, I think that's the first thing that this scripture shows us is that, you know what? If we're going to demonstrate and love people, you're going to have to understand that it's going to take you giving to people. I have said this in the past. I want to be real careful. I don't want it to come across negative. But most people will leverage everything that they do based on something they're going to receive. Well, I'll love them if. Well, I'll be kind to them if. Well, I will do this if. 
And what I'm saying today is get rid of the if. Love them no matter what they're going to do. Love them no matter how much it's returned. Love them because you know what? They're worthy to be loved. See, God said, for God so loved the world that he gave. Be life-giving. The second thing we understand from this scripture that's very, very good is it's open to everyone. Now, for some of our friends that are out there that may think that this game is a little bit rigged, there's a major issue in this scripture. It's one word, whosoever. What does that mean? It means whosoever. See, he demonstrated his love that while we were yet sinners, he died for us, but then he showed us what love was that he gave, and he says, here's what I'm going to give to whoever. Whoever that will believe in me should have eternal life. They will not perish. See, a lot of times we want to we love people. And rather than our love being a giving love, it's, it's more of a receiving. We're not really in love, we're just being loved. And not only are we being loved, but we want to pick and choose who is qualified to love us or who is qualified to receive our love. And God says, you know what, here's, here's the cool thing about demonstration is it should be open to everybody. Like if you want to answer that great 80s song, I want to know what love is, then hey, it's very simple. You let everybody. Who can receive your love? Whosoever. Like I'm in the love business. This week, leading up to Valentine's, can I make you, all you couples look at me for a minute. I know that Valentine's is a big day. Man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a lot of fun. But don't get so caught up, and this isn't an indictment, this is an encouragement. Don't get so caught up in your amazing love blitz that you don't realize that there's a lot of people that they look at Valentine's as National Single Awareness Day. Like you're getting all these flowers, and you're like, oh, look at my flowers, isn't this great? And they're going, yeah, I wish I had some flowers. Like for some of you, it would be really cool for you to go into your work on Friday and go up to some of your amazing people that may not have a significant other right now, and for you to go up and say, listen, I want you to know that you're loved, and I, I got you this for Valentine's because I love you. Said one of my single friends right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we sometimes forget about that. That's the way love works, doesn't it? But we want to demonstrate that whoever wants to know what love is hey i want to show you but then a lot of times we'll quit with john three sixteen, and we never get to to me the amazing verse that follows it that really helps you to understand 16 it's verse 17 look it's right here you you've heard it it said for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that through him the world might be saved. See, a lot of times we start leveraging this, this demonstration of love so that we can tell people how they need to be. Well, you know, if you really loved me, you would blah, 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 blah. You know, if you really loved me, 
you would do these things. You know, if you really love Jesus, then you would do this. You know, if you'd really accepted Christ, then you won't do. And God's saying, hang on. My love did not come into this world for me to run around here and saying, yeah, you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to stop. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. My love is me saying, hey, listen, it's okay. I've given you a bridge that just walk across it. Like, you don't have to stay there anymore. And if we think about that, the love that God wants us to show to people is a love that is giving. It's a love that's open to whoever wants to receive it. And it's a love that's not condemning, but it's leading them into the point of going, my life is worth something. See, a lot of you may sometimes struggle with this, but believe it or not, your life has been put here for you to be a vehicle that somebody that was on the path of destruction and eternal damnation, by you showing them the amazing love that you have, they move from a path of destruction to a path of life. See, we say it this way at Crossroads all the time. We exist to be life-giving. So, they want to know what love is. How about we show them? If you were encouraged by today's podcast and would like to experience other talks, visit us at crcconline.com.